Okay. I say I'm going to look dead in the camera and I'm going to stand on business when I say this. I don't have one. Okay. And I'm going to, like, and I was like, and in order to elaborate, for me, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles is what works. with another episode of the Keeg Talks. Today, the Keeg Talks, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, Mutant Mayhem. I'm your host, Demetra Pereira, and if you are watching us live, you are watching us on twitch.tv slash Show, or, you know, like secondary or whatever, youtube.com slash Show. Uh, we don't discriminate over here. You can watch us on YouTube or Twitch, um, either or, but... Uh, our main chat is going to be twitch.tv slash the Keeg show, uh, or maybe you listen to the audio podcast and that's wherever you get your podcasts from. I am your host, Dimitri Pereira, which I've already said. And if you're listening to the podcast, you can't see who our guests are. So let me introduce them. First, we got Johnson, AKA Johnson is lovely. Johnson. What's up, man? Howdy. Hey, what's up everybody. Thanks for letting me on here, man. I appreciate being here. You are a huge Ninja Turtles fan and how could I not have you on? Uh, I mean, I mean, stranger things have happened. No pun intended. <laughs> However, I mean, yeah, I mean, I come from a very long line of Ninja Turtles diverse history. I mean, I was basically in doctrine from birth because my brother and my older cousin, they grew up with the original series. Yeah. Uh, we can talk about how I was exposed to that later. But I mean, I'm a 2003 kid at heart. And I mean, just the rest is history. <laughs> All right. Well, I'm glad I have you. It was, uh, you were recommended to me by another person on this podcast who I'm going to introduce right now. We got Shuby Duber himself. Shuby, what's up? Yo, yo, yo. Glad to be back on the Keek Show. Thank you so much, Dimitri, for having me back on. Johnson, always the pleasure to be with you, man. I love talking turtles, especially with this guy right below me or wherever I am on the screen that you have me set up. But um yeah it's great to be here you know i got to help promote with for this movie and i'm surprised this is the only podcast that actually reached out to me they were like oh you help promote the movie that's enough we don't we don't need your opinion on it you know so i'm glad to have you <laughs> glad to be on here you know i got invited to the premiere and everything yeah so well, we can talk about that later on if you guys want to yeah 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 um well i uh you guys are both big ninja turtles fans and what sucked was uh the strikes were going on while this movie came out right there was a couple key movies that came out when the strikes uh, uh were going on and one of them was ninja turtles and so uh it felt really bad not being able to cover this because i watched the movie and i loved the movie and it it sucked not being able to cover it and um by the way johnson oh there you are johnson um it sucked not being able to cover this movie. And now that like the year is coming to a close, the strikes are over. We're able to cover it. Were you guys, did it hurt a little bit? Cause it hurt me for like blue beetle, not being able yeah. to talk about blue beetle when it came out. Did it hurt you guys? Oh yeah. Yeah, definitely. Absolutely. I mean, yeah. I, I mean, 
I confided in Shuby, you know, on and off the app several times, man. I I, I was depressed, bro. <laughs> yeah. Like I like I I was going through it because for me personally, I it was one of those things where I literally set up in advance and I like cashed in actual PTO from my job because yeah. I was planning on doing just full time coverage, and it was mm. like literally the like it was like my. I, PTO approval got submitted and then two days later we were officially on strike. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And that's kind of what happened for me. Like, like I said, I got to promote the movie. Uh, luckily uh, SAG was cool for me to do it because I was contracted before, before the, uh, the strike I was contracted yeah. before, like a week before I get an email from Paramount. They're like, Hey, we'll pay you this much money to do a TikTok for us. And if you post on your Instagram, whatnot, we'll pay you the money. And uh, I was like, you know like I'm, and then like a week later it's like we're on strike anybody who makes a video talking about this is a scab you will be marked for life and you will never be able to work in this industry again you know so i'm like oh man and uh luckily like i said they they let me do that they even let me put a thing in the caption saying like this was contracted before but as a thank you they wanted to invite me to the premiere or or sorry an invite only event that's how they that's right. in there and uh I was like, I can't. I'm so, and it was actually one of my goals to go to a premiere. Like that was my first time ever being invited to something like that. And I was so excited, you know, because I got to help promote with IDW for the last Ronin. They they sent me books to help promote for that, you know. And I told Johnson, I was like, if I were to go, I would have asked for a plus one. And I told Johnson, I was like, dude, you would have been the first person I called. <laughs> Be like, yo, because. A couple of weeks before the uh, the before like when it was being announced, before trailers came out, or anything, I remember it was when Johnson and I first met each other. And uh, I'm sorry, I believe I did not turn off my phone. I'm sorry. Um, no, but before like the what was I saying? Yeah, before like trailers or anything, I remember Johnson and I we had just first met. It was our first like live stream together, and we both came to the conclusion that none of us were like neither of us were going to go to the premiere. Yeah. And, and here I am, and guess we were right. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, it was it was definitely heartbreaking not to be able to do that kind of stuff. And uh, yeah. Yeah, I mean, look, you guys are both great creators. You're obviously big Ninja Turtles fans. It will come again. Those opportunities, right? And like, uh, I'm really uh, hoping so. You guys, you guys Sorry, work hard. Man. Like it's it's gonna happen. Now the thing is, is that like we we had to get this episode in before the end of the year because i mean the year resets and whatnot but what sucks about this is it's such a good movie that not as many people saw it right not as many people could that that would have seen it did see it right and right. so like i was re-watching again and, and it's, it's it's still funny and still holds up and whatnot um really quick as we start off this episode uh I just want your I just want your rating out of 10. Even like with a short explanation and then we'll talk about it more throughout the episode. But what would you rate this movie out of 10? Out, out of 10 theatrically released Ninja Turtles films, feature length films, six. Uh, you would give this a six out of 10? Yeah. Okay. Okay. That actually surprised me. I was actually, I, I thought Johnson was going to give it like a 10 out of 10, man. I was going to give it like a seven out of 10. Uh, and like I said, we'll go into reasons for that in just yeah, a yeah, minute. Yeah. Um, I, I mean, I, I'm not going to back down. No, I, I, I would give it a nine out of 10. I had certain, uh, uh, 
thoughts about it. But like for the most part, like I loved it. I can rewatch it. It I thought it was a great movie. Now, do I disagree with like choices? Yeah, but like you can't argue choices. The way I, I like to look at things is like I understand their choices and then I think to myself, using those choices, was this the best way to accomplish that? Right. That's how I have to of like course, yeah. tackle yeah. MCU like stuff, being a fan of the comics, seeing stuff on the MC in the MCU. I I'm like, okay, I get why like they made that choice. Do they did they do it to the utmost? I don't know. Um now that we got our 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 ratings out there, how did you guys get into Ninja Turtles? Because I was I'm a 90s kid. So like Ninja Turtles was right at the beginning, bleeding in from the 80s, like for me, you know? But you guys are huge yeah. fans. Shuby, you wanna you wanna you wanna sure. jump yeah. in? I'll go first. Yeah. Um it's hard to for like I because I recently made a video talking about this about you know how his grandma made, bought him the turtle toys and everything and stuff like that. But for me, it was uh, the ninety 90s movie. My first like farthest memory that I can think of when I first saw it. I don't know if this was the first time I saw it, but it's the farthest that I can think back. Um, I think it was when I was at my uncle Dan's house. Uh, but you know, but. And uh, we were watching it, and I remember we were playing, like, the little game. Because I don't know if you guys remember, like, uh, DVDs used to come with, like, little games that you could play with on the with the remote. And uh, I remember there was, like, jokes. Like, we were going around. He's like, oh, that Shadow, that's the pizza guy. He, like, made jokes like that. And I just – I remember watching that movie as a kid, maybe six or seven. And that was my first, like, introduction. So it was a 90, 1990 movie, like, the live action with the Jim Henson puppeteers, and I showed that to a friend recently, and she called it a really old movie, and I almost died. I felt like an ancient relic uh, when she said that. Yeah. But yeah, that, yeah, that was probably mine. Yeah. I mean, like I said, I grew up with the 2003 series, mm -hmm. and I mean, that was pretty much my introduction to Ninja Turtles, like, so, asterisk, my brother is ten and a half years older than me, so okay. it was like, so I was in kindergarten and he was like a freshman in high school, right? Yeah. So there was a disconnect there. And so it was like he was growing out of a lot of those childish things, playing football and whatnot. But I mean, he always had a very like soft fondness for the Ninja Turtles. And so did our older cousin that's in between the two of us. And so, I mean, it was one of those things where like they remembered it, but they never really told me how deep the history had ran up until that point. They just let me have my show and just let me have the world with it. Yeah. And I mean, that just basically, you yeah. know, let me find my love for Ninja Turtles my way, which is like now in hindsight, I'm definitely grateful for, but I can also vividly remember one summer I had a season ender a season long injury to where I couldn't play baseball. Mm -hmm. And that was, and that sent me basically into probably, you know, like one of my, you know, first like very like long, sad funks that I would, you know, experience as a kid. It was like I was down in the dumps about everything because I really just wanted to be out and play with my friends. But I had to sit in my house all summer. It was totally bogus. And I remember in conjunction with my great aunt who had the original VHS tapes in her attic, my brother sat down with me that summer and we watched pretty much like the first three seasons of the original 80 series together. Yeah. And so, sure. I mean, I marked that as basically my canon event. 
<laughs> it had to like, happen. It had like, to happen. It, like it had to happen that way. Like on another on, on another timeline, I hate Ninja Turtles and I'm a center fielder for the St. Louis Cardinals. But other than that, I mean, like this is how hell it was supposed to be. <laughs> I mean, right. I wish you could have done both, but I'm glad you're on the Ninja Turtle side. Same. Yeah, um, there, is, there isn't a better side I'd rather be on. Yeah. Like, at least right now. What about you, yeah. Demetri? Do you have one? I mean, okay, so like, like I said, like I, I'm a '90s kid, right? And so, like, I was there at the the phenomenon switch between. So, Ninja Turtles was a phenomenon, late '80s, early '90s. It was a phenomenon, and then there was a phenomenon switch between Ninja Turtles and Power Rangers. Oh, it switched yeah. over, and it it was roughly like the same kids. You know what I mean? It's it's that same niche. Of, it's of, chocolate and peanut butter. Right. Like, they go really well together, and it's like, most people that like one are gonna like the other, right? Definitely. And it, like, bled in. Um, And then, I mean, Power Rangers Phenomenon was, like, the biggest thing. Like, that was my thing. I... The Roman Empire. I mean, yeah. back then, yeah. And then Power Rangers bled into, I think, Pokemon. Like, Pokemon was the next phenomenon. And, like, because Pokemon like popped off right away but like really Ninja... just the entire anime clash in general <laughs> exactly right. yeah right but i mean pokemon though was japan had a stranglehold on like, american <laughs> you you guys are you guys are young that like like 1996 i think was pokemon fever like it might have been 96 or 98 but the it might have been 98 but the point being is that like it was it was crazy but ninja turtles i mean they went on tour right like yeah. they had like, they went on Oprah. <laughs> right. Yeah, As those Oprah. characters, uh, which I thought was like really cool. But Ninja Turtles was one of those, like, okay, yeah, like one of my first loves, and not one like one that I appreciate and respect, but I'm not like in love with that first love anymore, right? I'm not knocking right. on their door being like, take me back, please. It's like, no, I'll 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 go to their wedding. And I'll appreciate them marrying other people, you know. Um, and Boom Studios gave us that wedding. An <laughs> Irish goodbye, Rangers? if you will. <laughs> what did Boom Studios do? Because yeah, Rangers for anyone out there, like the, uh, Ninja Turtles are video games, movies, TV, comics, and like. But tell me, uh, Ben, what did I do? Ryan Parrott and Dan Mora gave us that. Uh, that well, I think it was what was it? Simone Di Mio. I forgot. I, I don't know how to say their name. Mm -hmm. uh, the first artist, but I know Dan Mora was the second artist for the second series, but they gave us the Power Rangers uh, uh, Ninja Turtles crossover. Yeah, you know? yeah. And of course, there was the one with the In Space episode that not everybody likes, but I hold near and dear to my heart. Uh, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, the next evolution. Uh, do you guys, that that's the live action TV show that like is hated on. Do you guys like that show? It exists. Next Mutant. Next, next mutation. Next mutation. Next mutation. Sorry. So yes. so I mean, I mean, like, it's like I love, like should we were like, we're gonna come back to what you said, but I mean somebody asked me, did I is like like did, do I enjoy the next mutation? I found enjoyment in the next mutation because yeah. somebody uh requested that I actually do a video where I say five nice things about it. And so, and I mean Actually, I did a. I had a whole take about this on Twitter that I really want to uh, convert into a video. It's like with Next Mutation and Rise of the TMNT, 
I know that we're talking two very different there's like generations here, but it's so uncanny how they both have the same pitfalls almost for the exact same reasons because they came out way too close to a more popular series and they went in a route where they were really leaning culturally speaking in terms of popular culture, Mm -hmm. how people in Japan watch television that it just really fell deaf on Western ears. And so that was kind of the shortcoming for the next mutation uh, because when I go back and I look at him, it's like, okay, this is literally no different than Supida Man. This is no different than Common Rider. It's an American tokusatsu show. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and I, I can agree with that. Like, I remember Venus being one of my favorite parts of that, like, her character. Like, not a lot of people agree, like, like her character, you know? Uh, I don't think, like, the way they handled her was good, but I love the idea of a female Ninja Turtle. Yeah. Uh, and I and I love that IDW uh, kind of, like, rewrote her into their continuity, which is so great because we hadn't heard from her in 24 years, you know? And now we got Jenica and stuff like that. So the I, I, if I could take anything away from Next Mutation, I think the introduction of Venus was definitely... And she's named after Venus... De, uh, it's after a statue. Venus de, de Milo. De Milo? Yeah, that's it. Uh, and yeah, so I, I I do like that. Yeah. Um, given the fact that like next uh, the mutant mayhem came out, you know, in the middle of this year, there were so many years of Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles property and different series in the franchise and whatnot. When you guys heard that they were doing a doing mutant mayhem, right? When they were doing this animated movie. Did you guys have thoughts or fears or hopes or what? I, I definitely had thoughts because when they announced it, it was on comicbook.com. It was like after a Paramount thing. And uh, that's when I first heard about it. And uh, immediately I saw Seth Rogen's name was tagged onto it. And that made me even more excited. I remember a lot of people being afraid of that like they were like seth rogan no i don't want this and i'm over here thinking i'm like do they are they not aware that seth rogan you know green hornet preacher the boys invincible like this man no, is because they himself only, worthy. the problem is they only yeah, they only know pineapple express zach and Miri make a movie seth yes. rogan right and yes. it's just like it's just like we like we really like the casual media consumption audience is literally just forever out on the edge of stuff. And it's just like, you really got to go beyond the surface when you really look at stuff. Cause I mean, like, yeah, like his, Seth Rogen's producer credits, like it, like they're almost unmatched at this point when we're looking at like at the resume yeah. that this guy is building. And, yeah. But I mean, I, I definitely had thoughts about it. I mean, well, one, I was just, I'm always excited for new turtle media because I mean, it was a very, you know, kind of sad fizzle out with how rise ended we, we don't have to get into that right now but i mean just is like and i mean like yeah there was just a ninja turtle sized hole on the toy shelves and in a lot of people's hearts so to see i mean basically like and going back to shuby's point of how when they announced that thing there was basically three different ninja turtle movie announcements all within like a, the same three month cycle because they had finally because they had finally broke the Rise movies release date on Netflix. And then there was also a Collider article that came out about how they were still in development with a live action film. Yeah. Who's to say if that's still going to come out, but actually uh, really Casey, that one. 
Yeah, Casey Jost, Colin Jost of Saturday Night Live's brother did a whole podcast episode on it. I did a video about it. it like it's out there. Yeah, but... and Colin Jost, the one of the guys on Saturday Night Live, he's supposed to be helping write it. Uh, the the guys from the we, uh, Weekend Update, the yeah, the guy who's married to he's married to Scarlett Johansson. Colin, yeah. Colin Johansson. Yes, uh, he's supposed to be write, writing it with his brother, which actually gets me because like Weekend Update's like the best part of SNL right now. So yeah, I, uh, I trust them. Keep in mind, Colin Jost is is one of two head writers on SNL. And I think that what ends up happening is like, look, we're, we're all fans. And then we're also like the three of us are content creators and and whatnot. There are there are people in our audiences that are fans and not content creators. There are people that don't know the behind the scenes stuff. Right. But what I think that people need to realize when they before they start hating. First thing, I think before you publicly hate something, just like do a little research, think about it a little bit, think about it critically. Um, writers are different than directors who are different than producers who are different than actors, right? Someone who's a great actor might not make a great director or vice versa, right? So we get Seth Rogen and I, I mean, I personally love Seth Rogen regardless, but Seth Rogen wrote super bad. So yeah. like, like him and his producing partner, Evan, um, I forget Evan's last name, but they both, excuse me, they both uh, wrote Superbad, right? So their writing credits are good and Seth Rogen's producer credit is amazing. And people just realize, I mean, they, they look at Seth Rogen and they think <laughs> that like Seth Rogen, but you're right. He does produce the boys and he does all that, right? And so when he was announced for this, I didn't go in hating. I was interested. I was, okay, how are they going to do this? And what's funny is like this got announced during the Paramount whatever conference or whatever that they did um investors meeting where they announced that yeah. essentially they're doing more sonic stuff they're going to do more transformer stuff and they're going to do more teenage mutant ninja turtle stuff right and those were franchises they want to expand like crazy both on paramount plus and in movie uh theaters and so i knew that like mutant mayhem would just be one of many so i don't judge the adaptation that harshly because i'm like the choices that they make in this movie are specific to this movie and whatever they choose to do with this movie it doesn't it's not the yeah. be all end all ninja turtles because we, we're yeah, getting and multiple the, and that's right the, and that's the beauty of ninja turtles in general because i mean just we have an established multiverse with this franchise now and it's just like it's basically just kind of just like i mean like not to you know uh reference everything everyone wants but it's basically just like a spinning bagel of just all these you know, just like different little tidbits. And it's just like, you can have, you know, just like a different flavor whenever you want. Some yeah. people, you know, like the more high action stuff. Some people like the more ninja aspect of like of the stuff. Some people are really, it's like, it's like are very heavy hearted on the character moments and the smaller moments that, are, that happen in between uh, from a character like to character. Yeah. Um, DLX Gaming says TMNT in, into the Turtleverse. Uh, what was the title of the movie that was the crossover between? It was Turtles. Turtles Forever. Turtles Forever. 2009, baby. Yeah. That's that my number wild. one Ninja Turtles movie. Okay. okay. Right. I, I'm going to grab my charger. I'm so sorry. I got to grab this charger. It's about my, no, my computer's no about to die on me. I'll be, okay. So if you guys, I know Jaws can go for Turtles Forever for a while. So yeah. <laughs> I'll be right back. Pass me the ball. I got it. <laughs> so, so Johnson, um, do you feel that you being like a super fan hurts 
or helps your expectations for these type of movies and series? I feel like it definitely helps just because, I mean, my passion is what helps other people remember what they used to love about TMNT because mm -hmm. I'll be sitting at work and I'll be talking to, you know, uh, like the guys that I work hand in hand with, you know, all the time. And I mean, granted, I mean, I'm the biggest nerd out of all of these guys. I mean, one of them's a dad. He's got like five kids. The other one, I mean, he's working on starting a family with his current girlfriend and whatnot. So, I mean, we're all in different stages in life and have different priorities, but that's kind of what we fall back on in terms of all of our pop culture topics. And I mean, it's just like, so we talk about music, we talk about sports, I'll talk about Ninja Turtles, and then they'll be like, man, I didn't even remember that, but you just brought the memory back to me. And yeah, it's a very beautiful moment in regards to all of that. Yeah. I mean, Ninja Turtles, I mean, it's it's pure nostalgia, right? Like, it's not, old, well, okay, let me rephrase that. It's pure nostalgia, or it runs on pure nostalgia, but at the same time, it creates, like, new things. And that's kind of a big thing about franchises in general uh, that people don't realize is, like, for a franchise to live on and survive, they need to bring in new fans. and they need, they need new blood. New blood yes. and diversify those fans. Yeah, so, yeah. yeah. Something that I think is interesting about Ninja Turtles is each series kind of focuses on a little bit different thing, right? Like, mm -hmm. like one might focus more on the ninja aspect. This movie focuses on the teenage aspect, I think, really well. And then the mutant aspect, right? Yes. Yeah. You know? It, I yeah. don't necessarily think it really brought the mayhem for me personally as much as I would have no. hoped. But I mean, there's... An entire show that's getting ready to come out in April on Bowser that's in conjunction with this. So yes. I'm willing to let them cook. But I mean, just there's it's a lot to think about in process. Is wait, is there gonna be a show based off of this continuity? Yeah, yes, Tales of the TMNT the is going to be airing on Paramount Plus this April. And it they ties, in, it ties in with this movie? Yes. yes. Okay, because I thought it was a different continuity but no it's the we're same out, we're out here getting dimitri excited i'm yeah. i i love this mostly because this movie to me mm. was just like a small taste of what this universe can offer right i feel like yeah. me and shuby haven't talked about it that much because we don't want to jinx it and then not be able to talk about it for another six months <laughs> yeah. yeah um i want to shout out wednesday pull lex from wednesday pull in the comments wednesday pull is a uh uh, uh, a podcast that does comic book talk and everything and Lex That's pops right. onto my shows uh, uh, a good amount of times. Wednesday pull in the Twitch chat says, I was just talking about this. I think they've done a great job of capturing the right younger audience for years that continues yes. to grow up still loving the process. There are 10 year olds that are like in love with this movie and that's a good thing. We don't, need, we don't need Ninja Turtles for like I, dare I say I, for 50 year olds, right? Like yes, 50 year olds can still be fans, but we don't need to make a Ninja Turtle series that just appeals to people who like grew up in the eighties. It's okay. Yeah. And I know? mean, here's the thing though, stuff like that. Sorry, I don't, I'm gonna let you finish. Be, uh, oh, like, yes. I was going to piggyback <laughs> off that. Like yeah. we were talking about how they're 50 year old. We have a video game based on the last Ronin coming out soon, but I remember when the last Ronin first came out, uh, I've been very vocal about this. I was like, they shouldn't make a movie and they go, Oh, you know, I'm like, because let's think about the main demographic of Ninja Turtles for a second. How do you think those eight year old boys and girls would feel when we brutally murder them? Because parents won't look at the rated R rating. We all know, we all learn from sausage party and Deadpool. What happens yeah. when we put, uh, 
you know, they won't. They, so we're going to see them get brutally murdered in front of these eight-year-olds and just scar them for life. You know, I like the story as much as it is. I think putting it as a video game is like the best way to go. Personally, I, I just, I feel like it's best as a comic book. But yeah, just to piggyback off of that, we do have content for 50-year-old readers. You know, exactly, you exactly. You know, and but so... at the same time, yeah, you got to grow up with that stuff as well. Like even yeah, originally, I mean... Ninja Turtles was a comic book for adults. Sorry, Johnson, you can go. I'm done now. Yeah, no, it's all good. And I mean, just I will respectfully disagree with the adaptation of the last Ronin movie. I actually just did a video about this where I was, you know, kind of debating the topic. And for me, it's one of these things where I am. I mean, I'm still conflicted about it because I'm definitely in the camp of, yeah, let's just let the story be what it is. But I mean, we're also in like Ninja Turtles has like is a franchise that has built its back off of how well it's been able to milk everything that it's worth. So the last run really should not be any type of exception to that personally, for me personally. And we're already seeing that with uh, the last run in last year's and with of Re- uh, last Ronin revolution, which is the continuing spinoff with a new generation of Ninja Turtles. Yeah. So and I mean, so it's like, I've already kind of like, you know, thrown my pitch out there for who I would love to see handle this level of maturity for a movie and i actually said gendy tartakovsky because if you remember he was the brainchild of samurai jack and samurai jack is is like granted it's it's an outlier because it's the only real instance where i've seen this done successfully but the original four seasons of that show were done for kids and then they picked it up and then the final season was for those same kids that grew up 20 years later on yeah. Adult Swim. Young Justice also kind of did that as well. Like, if you look at the newer seasons of Young Justice. Yeah, they grew, they, they, they grew up the show when a franchise. I love it when a franchise grows up with the with the fans. Yeah. You know? Um, me, personally, uh, Last Ronin, um, um, I think that, I think people need to read the comic before they ask for a movie adaptation. So yeah, I agree with that too. I th- I think that it's nice to know that people want a movie adaptation, but also like appreciate the comic. Comics yeah. are not just the comic book medium is not just a jumping off point for movies and TV. Like it's it's yeah. its own art, right? It's its own medium. I would say that the, I would say that the comic is fully appreciated. I mean, like yeah. it's a na- national award winning book, right? So I mean, like it's not like like it hasn't been like been getting its due flowers. It's arguably. Yeah probably the most like runaway success story Ninja Turtles has had in the last 15 years. And I'm saying oh, more yeah, people totally should read it. More people Absolutely. Should read it. You know? Because most of the people who want this movie haven't, they know what happens because of people like you and me. Uh, you know, like you you guys and I, like, yeah. because we people talk, about, talk it, about it. And, create and content I about actually it, yeah. broke down every issue as it came out, you know? And that's part of the reason why I got on IDW's radar. <laughs> You know, they were just like, dude, you want to actually help do this? I was like, yeah. all right, yeah. <laughs> I I personally think that The Last Ronin is kind of like um, Kingdom Come for DC. Yeah. DC's Kingdom Come in a way that I don't know whether we need a movie of Kingdom Come. I Well, I can actually, yeah. I can say I can right now, I don't think we should ever get a movie of Kingdom Come. If anything, a cartoon movie of Kingdom Come, not yeah. a live as action. As long as it looks like Alex Ross's artwork, brought into animation it that's be, what i ask it would be nice to have like a very kind of like realistic it looks painted like it was oil look. painted oh my yeah God, that'd be so cool. you know who could do that weirdly Alex enough so sony and like the, yes. the crew behind spider-verse uh could do that let's yeah. let's talk about mutant mayhem because i'm gonna yeah, use this i'm gonna use this to, to to switch over 
How did you guys like the art of Mutant Mayhem? Because Spider-Verse came to mind, but then there's it's been compared to Spider-Verse since the beginning trailer came out. Yeah. But like, like, do you feel like those comparisons are apt? No, not necessarily. Yeah, yeah. I definitely feel like they definitely found their footing. I mean, it also if you go back to the the original concept art that leaked, it's like it's definitely more in line with the Mitchells versus the Machines movie, which is yeah. the other thing that that director had done. And that was and also so, made by Sony. Yeah, totally. Yeah. And so yeah. I mean, like Ninja Turtles definitely also prides itself on with each new introduction like I didn't think that it would be I didn't think that it would be this easy to keep drawing four turtles that know ninjutsu for 40 years all these different ways but yeah. it's just like about to say like each silhouette of every uh version of the turtles in the turtle verse you can see best I like to be like okay that's 2003 that's 87 that's the yeah. ronin verse those are the bay turtles this is the mutant mayhem universe like there's right. like no undeniable this is uh this is a little like questioning of it yeah yeah and i i, I agree with johnson to like yeah to that extent as well you know uh, like i said i agree it's definitely mitchell's and machines it's the same exact director from mitchell's and Dis uh, or co-direct well he co-directed mitchell's and Mach machines but he jeff rowe did this whole movie but like i i didn't like that everybody was saying that it was just spider-verse because it really it wasn't you know it was it definitely took inspiration i'm not going to say that it didn't take inspiration but overall it is kind of its own thing like it doesn't look exactly like spider-verse especially when it comes to the people and that's what i really liked about this like the way they did the animation of the people um because the turtles they always felt like outcasts that they were ugly and that they don't look like people you know and they look the most normal out of everybody in this movie you know and i think that was what the director and the artists were going for i think they were going for that that kind of storyline like they're ugly just like we are, you know, and you guys should be able to fit in because that's what they wanted. They want to fit in, you know, they wanted to be able to go out on the surface. Did I just like spark something? No. <laughs> yeah. Well, you blew my mind right now because correct me if I'm wrong. Are you telling me that it was a conscious choice to make the humans look ugly and the turtles to look cool? Aside from April O'Neil, yes. Okay. Because like April O'Neil looks very normal, um, but like, right. like if you notice, like like even Baxter Stockman at the beginning, he he was different. He was different. Nobody wanted to hang out with him because he looked weird. He had a comb over. He had all this, you know. And like when they went out on the, everybody's like face looked like they got punched in the jaw so hard that it got knocked out of place or something. And I think that was a conscious decision. That's I think why that also... I didn't think about that because that's I mean, my yeah. that's me hating on the human designs in this class, movie. Everybody's face. You know, Everybody's asymmetrical in this movie, but the Ninja Turtles look cool. The Ninja Turtles yeah, are not asymmetrical, but I like the humans are. That's a definitely a very is like interesting take. Uh, I personally think that you can also was like annotate and kind of you know was like throw the idea out there that the human characters they're also a reflection of New York City and how jagged and how it was like abstract. This about to say like the actual like environment of the town is because I mean do about to say like does the person reflect society or does society reflect the person and it's a definitely you know like another one of those is like everybody says that new york city is one of the strangest places in the world and so obviously that's of course where the ninja turtles would find themselves home at yeah, yeah. 
Um, I want to, I want to just do this uh quick shout out. Um, uh, none, uh, I'm from, uh, Southern California. So like, I'm from like the LAOC area. Um, and so me seeing like New York, I'm not here to talk shit on New York, but I am here to show off my shirt. It's a Lakers shirt with Donatello on it. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, there's a, there's a, there's a website called homage H O M A G E. Um, that sent me the shirt. So I wanted to shout them out. They got a lot of Ninja Turtle shirts, um, some crossover with sports teams and whatnot. So if anyone is out there looking for cool new Ninja Turtle shirts, H O M A G E, uh, dot com. Homage. Gotta love that. Go yeah. check it out. Man. Yeah. yeah. They sent me a couple shirt. of shirts and I thought and it was really cool. I love really the cool. Peter Laird style that they used for yeah, it. Yeah. Too. Yeah. Like, you know, like you could, I don't know if John, Johnson, I don't know if you can do it or I don't know if you guys can do it, but I can tell the difference when it's. Kevin and when it's <laughs> when oh. it's uh I can do it. Uh, I yeah. I've been getting very good at it lately. Oh. I haven't thought about <laughs> it's it. Probably too, the, too it's probably my neurodivergency, but yeah. You can do that for other artists, but for, people you, say it's a disability, but it, it for me it's a superpower. <laughs> yeah. Eastman uses a lot more of like small line work to yeah. accentuate his details, and Lair definitely just uh, like he, he's like. He uses like a lot more uh, circular shapes with how he draws his characters. Especially the, just, like, the turtles. Mm. Yeah, the turtles are definitely like That's a little why bit I pudgy. That, that was layered. Mm. I say like the turtles definitely have more mass when layered, and guys like Jim Lawson draw them. And I mean, like they'll definitely look a lot more boxy. I'm all like, I'm a big fan of collecting Kevin Eastman variant covers just yeah. because like I'm more akin to his style personally. Yeah, There's like no disrespect to Laird though, but no, but yeah. He's the king too. Um Mutant Mayhem um Johnson, what did you like about Mutant Mayhem? Well, I want to start uh, some positive stuff. Absolutely. I mean, I there's so much that I really did enjoy about this film. I mean, I really enjoyed the pacing. I really enjoyed the character moments that we got them. And I also really appreciated the amount of star power that was actually brought to this because it definitely, because like everybody has this problem with certain animated films where it's fully loaded with a bunch of celebrities versus actual yeah. voice actors where it's just like, oh, okay, well this just sounds like LeBron James or whatever. I mean, just, I just throw his name out there because you're wearing the Lakers shirt. Uh, <laughs> But, I mean, for me, it's one of these things where it's like, no, like, I mean, Maya Rudolph brought it. Paul Rudd brought it. Mm -hmm. Seth Rogen and John Cena, they both brought it as Bebop and Rocksteady. The boys, Micah Abbey, Brady New, Nicholas Cantu, and Shimon Brown Jr. And it's just like, it's just like the fact that people were literally trying to judge them off of these 10 to 15 second snippets from a chopped up trailer was just mind boggling to me. So it's just like, I really... I really appreciated just all of those little moments and nuances. Also, shout out to Iowa Debris. She's gonna yes. probably be remembered as one of the this like best versions of April O'Neil when it's all said and done. I absolutely she, she is doing character. so much. Iowa is doing so she much. Is, she is cooking. Yeah. <laughs> we we stand Iowa Debris in this chat, I assume. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, so let's talk about the four let's talk about the four oh, turtles. Um I, I pose this question to you guys, uh, and I want to know you guys' the answers. In general, not just in this movie, but in general, do you guys have a favorite Ninja Turtle? Go first, Shuby, please. Mine fluctuates. Okay, uh, as you guys know, like 
I, I, I'm from planet Earth, you know, I'm a military brat, so I grew up in Italy and Japan and all that. But the place I lived the longest, you know, was like Florida, Georgia border. So, you know, I got that surfer dude, like kind of thing. You know, I was a skateboarder growing up. You know, I read comic books all the time. I'm always like listening to hard rock music. So Michelangelo was definitely one that, uh, and you can kind of hear it in my voice too. <laughs> like, like Michelangelo was definitely somebody I was drawn towards. But I'm also, you know, I'm, I find out on the 13th whether I am autistic or not, but, uh, you know, I, I have, uh, but I am, I do have ADHD. I've always been kind of the weird kid, but I'm also very smart in a way. Like, like I was pointing out earlier, like with the designs and stuff and how that could be like, you know, stuff like, stuff like that most people wouldn't pick up on. And that's how Donatello is. So I fluctuate from Donatello and Mikey all the time. I wouldn't like, I love Leo and Rath and they're great, you know, but like, like Leo and Donald Troy and Abed. Abed. Yeah, they're my <laughs> Troy and Abed. Yeah, and, uh, I, and you're Troy uh, so and Abed. That's so funny. I am both. Uh, it, it's yeah. It's it, so I fluctuate from Donatello. Right now, Donnie. Right, it's Donnie right now. Yeah, but Mikey will always have that place in my heart. You know, like if he were making TikToks, you know, I'd be following him. He'd have the best TikTok. Let's be honest here. Yeah, yeah. So say, I'm uh, just... uh, quick question before Johnson, uh, Shuby, would you are are your favorite turtles the same turtles that you personally identify with? Yes. Okay. I just wanted to know. I mean, that. like, I mean, if I if I don't want to relate to the character, why would I be like like I'm a fan of all all characters, you know? Yeah. But like, it's the ones I relate to because I'm always a fan of the weird kid. You, the autistic coded one is usually the one I'm drawn to. If I'm going to be honest with That's you, fair. Uh, you know. So, and they're usually the ones on up. You know, Abed. We were talking about Abed there. You know. Good at man, Velma, you know, friend, uh, you know, uh, Lee Cranston is my favorite Power Ranger of all time. Let's be honest, that boy is autistic, and he is on the spectrum in the movie, yeah. you know. So it's like, um, yeah, it's it's always all going out, and that's like that's the one I identify with the most. So I, 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 and there's not many, you know, neurotypical characters. Well, there's neurotypical coded, like Spider Man, for example. They'll never say he's autistic, but let's let's be honest here, you know. So okay. yeah, it's okay. stuff like that. All right, very nice, Johnson. You were you were gonna jump in? Yes, yes, I was. Uh, would you mind reintroducing the question just for everybody? Yeah, uh, real uh, quick. the the question uh, uh, the question was uh, generally speaking of all the Ninja Turtles, not just in this movie, uh, all the Ninja Turtles. Uh, who is your favorite? Okay, I say I'm gonna look dead in the camera and I'm gonna stand on business when I say this. I don't have one. Okay, and I'm gonna it's like and I was like and in order to elaborate. For me, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles is what works. And yes. it's just like you need those groups and you need those dynamics to play off of each other. Because, I mean, we literally have actual media proof that what is Michelangelo's joy and sunshine if he doesn't have his brothers to bounce it off of? We have the Ronin verse exactly. to prove that. Right. We need about to say just like what good is Leonardo's leadership if he has no team to lead? What good is Raphael's strength if he has nobody to shoulder and carry it for? What good, like, it's like, what good is Donatello if he's, is like, constantly lost in all of his ideas and he has nobody to pull him back into reality? Right. Rise of the TMNT, Leonardo said it best. I need my brainy guy, I need my strong guy, and I need my eats his peanut butters with his fingers guy. I'm nothing without these guys. And okay. that's how I wholeheartedly feel about the team. I can't pick one. Okay. That's a that's a great answer. Man. So let me follow that up with do you identify with one of them? 
Um, I mean, it definitely varies. I would probably say I identify somewhere with Mikey the most personally, but I mean, they definitely, I feel like they definitely like intentionally did that in terms of how much of the everyman he is across every iteration. Um, I've definitely also found myself like Shuby, uh, picking up some more, uh, like Donnie traits, um, as the iterations have gone on more and more. And I yeah. mean, you know, it's like I try to, you know, distance myself from the Raphael fans. That that's a joke. <laughs> okay. say, if you're a Raf, if you're a Raphael fan, you were never told no as a kid, and I'm standing on that. No, no context. <laughs> I feel like Raphael fans are the type of fans that, like, when you ask them what, like, as a kid, when you ask them what their favorite hero, like superhero, is, they're like, it's Lobo, Wolverine, Spawn, Don't Venom, the Hulk, Raphael. It's just edge lord <laughs> stuff, you know? Just like yeah, totally. yeah I just want hey, people to get stabbed. Okay, let's be honest, we all love them to an oh, extent. Yeah. Everybody say, has like, their my, place. About to say my edge about to say like I'm taking my edge lord phase to the grave. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh it's interesting that you guys uh the way you guys say that cuz I'm going to I'm going to circle back to kind of what Johnson had said. Um but me personally, I my favorite it depends. Like my favorite designed character is always Donnie because yeah. like the way an artist will draw Donnie, it, it changes, right? Like, do they give him goggles? Do they give him glasses? Sometimes no glasses at all. Do they like Shout bulk the him up with gap. equipment? You know? Yeah, the tooth gap. Yeah. Buck, and... tooth, Don, buck tooth Donnie supremacy. <laughs> and then you got Rise where he's like beefed up. He's like muscular as yeah, like, you know, no, and like how people puzzle. interpret his character in the design is always uh, super cool to see. Uh, Mikey might be my favorite character, but I do agree with Johnson about you need all of them, right? Yeah. And so like when it comes to who I identify with, I would love for my life to be all Mikey. Like I wish I lived that life that I could be Mikey all the time, but... I am a mix of Mikey and Donatello. And then in cases in which I have to get stuff done, I'm Leo, right? Yeah. Like this podcast, this live you stream podcast. Off Leo vibes. I have to, well, I have to be. Would I like to not be Leo? Yeah. But say, Le I Leo, gotta get stuff done. Leo is the instance of doing what you have to do so you can get back to doing what you want to do. Yeah, exactly. He's the right. work hard so Mikey can play hard. Right. And if there's two people yeah. in my head, Leo and Mikey, Leo has to do the work so Mike can come out later, you know? Yeah, we all um, have Leo in our head. <laughs> but uh, Johnson was saying that, like, you need all four. And that actually is part of, like, a, a centuries-old writing um, called, um, or uh, theory or technique or whatever, called the four temperaments. Yeah. And so the four temperaments are essentially the four Ninja Turtles. Turtles. And when, yeah. you, when you write like a team of four you want to kind of have the four ninja turtles essentially Without in whatever question. you're writing you know because exactly. they play off each other so well and people have and been trying to do that with the robins lately like i'm like yeah to an extent but like honest here okay <laughs> because like you know you got your smart one tim drake donatello you know you got your rage filled one jason todd right. Raphael. you know you got your leader you know nightwing you know and then Damien is the only one left, so it's like he has to be Mikey, you know. And, but let, and, and, not and let's Mikey. also and, and let's also like, put the, and let's put these uh is like like and let's put 
this debate's a rest right now. I think that we can all agree. Ninja Turtles in four, they're sweeping the Robins. I'm sorry. <laughs> yes. I will. They know how to work better. I will agree. Only because my enjoyment of any character does not rely on them beating other characters. Like, you know what I mean? Like, Batman is super cool. He doesn't need to beat everybody. He's cool on his own. Like, you know? And so I love the Robins, but I don't need them to oh, beat yeah. every foursome in a fight. So Ninja Turtles exactly. could beat them. Yeah. You know, yeah, I, I agree. Um, I do want to shout out the poll that I that I did on uh the Keeg on Instagram. So the at the Keeg show on Instagram, we did an Instagram story poll. Uh yeah. I asked people what their favorite yeah. Ninja Turtle is. Uh we got uh almost half of the people said Raphael. So 45% said Raph. Um then 27% said Mikey, Michelangelo. That's weird. 18% said Donatello, and 9% said Leo. So that's like nah. That was like, kind I, of blows my I mind. Can, I I can believe that the Raphael fans are outside because they're in my comment section every day. Yeah, same. They're... <laughs> I I I I would assume that Raph and or not Raph, yeah, Raph and Mikey have the biggest fans. Like they're people like love the, Mikey. They're like the Snyder fans of the Turtle franchise. <laughs> you know, like they're very dedicated to Raph. <laughs> people who Raphael... want like a dedication. Yeah, by, Raphael like, fans like, are the Taylor I mean, Swift like fans of TMNT. That's a better way. I should have said Taylor Swift. I, I don't know. Like, within dedication, they're, they're, not with being toxic. I think Snyderverse is a good thing because I feel like Raphael fans want four Rafs on the team. At least the world's good. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, that's, that's also why they're pushing so hard for, you know, like the hard R-rated, you know, Ninja Turtle movie or live yeah, action series. Yeah, about to say no. I don't know if anybody heard like heard my joke. I kind of snuck it in there. Raphael fans are the Taylor Swift fans of the Ninja Turtles. Oh yeah, no, we got that one. No, I we we heard that. I'm saying they're more. They are. I'm agreeing with Shuby. Uh, more of a Snyderverse it's thing. It's a good but, mix of the two. I would say. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, very when, dedicated, but very loud. <laughs> yeah. Wednesday pull on our chat says Raph definitely has the most quote unquote passionate fans. Ha ha. Yes. Um. Oh, yeah. yeah. And then Nerd question. Initiative, shout out to Nerd Initiative, first time chatter here. Oh, yeah. By the I way, anyone yeah. anyone here on Twitch, like and follow and whatever, do your thing. Click click around and definitely follow Johnson and Shuby um, on social media. Um, but Nerd Initiative says, I love Leonardo, but he is totally the Cyclops of the team. And that's, yeah. I also agree. I think X-Men needs Cyclops. Like you can talk, you can talk shit on Cyclops. Mm-hmm all you want but cyclops is necessary for the x-men in my yeah, opinion but I, but I say like when people try to you know boil leonardo down i mean like and i you know, i've quoted myself like i'm quoting myself when i say this like yeah he can sometimes be basic but sometimes it's okay to be basic the boy say, scout, i mean just yeah the boy scout trope is not a bad thing like yeah and i mean just like if you really, you know, go there and, you know, dig deep it, deep into the nuance bag, there's so much more there in his 2003 interpretation. There's a lot of layers to his 2007 interpretation in the TMNT movie, despite how flawed that character was written, in my opinion. And I mean, or we can go the route of, you know, Rise of the TMNT, where it's like, hey, guys, we're finally trying something new with Leonardo. Why'd you make him just like Mikey? And it's just like, yeah. I thought you guys didn't want him to be, you know, basic wonder bread 
Turtle Man anymore. Yeah, and, pers <laughs> yeah, and personally, in this adaptation, you know, Nicholas Cantu, you know, uh, most people know him from his role on Amazing World of Gumball, where he did a fantastic job. But honestly, Leo trying trying to be the leader here. It, it's almost like, you know, he's not, He's it's like he's done being silly and now he's 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 finally trying to stand up you know, and be the leader. And that's what I love about this movie as well. It's like, not only does it have like a star studied cast, mm -hmm. but like the story arcs of each of the turtles. And I really can't wait to see them. Di di uh, yeah, what is it? Uh, Dovin? Dive? Dive in? Yeah. Uh, dive in? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I'm a writing major. I don't even know. Like, anyway, uh, but I can't wait to see the explored more. You know, yeah. I can't wait to see, because especially Leonardo, you know, Nicholas Cantu has a great, uh, wisp to his voice like an energetic to his voice but at the same time he can you know and it's crazy because like he's so young you know and like Brady Moon as well when it comes to Raph mm -hmm. as well you know the, going back to Raph because I wanted to say this earlier uh, like Raph Brady Moon uh have you guys ever seen the movie Good Boys yes yeah okay so he was in the movie Good Boys as well and I remember when they said all of them will be actual teenagers before the casting like months I should have made a video just so I could be like Haha, I called it you know because like I knew in my heart I was like that boy is going to be Raph I know yeah. for a fact <laughs> and he did so like literally all of them you know Micah Abbey is such like I remember everybody was freaked out because Donnie sounded younger than Mikey and mm. I was like, I like that. I think that's yeah. cool. Micah Abbey did such a fantastic job. Same with a uh, Shaman. Is it Shaman Brown Jr.? Shaman. Shaman. Shaman Brown Jr. Thank you. Yeah, he, all of them, just, you know, I want to give them all their flowers. You know, they. Yeah, totally. They and the shots. With, yeah. Sorry, didn't mean to cut you off there. But if I could, like, interject, you were talking about Leo. And while we're going back, you know, in the, while we're still in the realm of kind of like, you know, these character dynamics and aspects, I really did appreciate Leonardo in terms of because, I mean, it wasn't like he was trying to, you know, put his put his proverbial foot on his brother's shelves in terms of being the leader. He was just trying to keep the peace in terms of his brothers, you know, wanting to go out and be buck wild. And it's just like, hey, guys, one, we're still kids. Two, we're unsupervised. Three, we're freaking we're turtles. talking turtles. About say just like, and that makes me think about if you go to the soundtrack, the official TMNT soundtrack, the opening song where the turtles are on the roof is literally called "Dipshits on a Roof," <laughs> and that is the funniest thing that See, I just the, noticed about yeah, about it, the score. And it's just like, but like yeah. trying to balance that and be like, I have been that child trying to, but I say, or you know, I have been like that member of the family trying to keep a bunch of other people uh in line where it's just like hey like it was about to say like they like there's an authority figure trying to figure out what the heck we're doing so can we please like really like like remember that this is bigger than what we want right now <laughs> can, I, can i say something about the soundtrack real quick though let's Go talk on, the soundtrack please. because like can we please talk about the coolness of how we found out about okay so the people who did the score they won an oscar for the social network and i believe soul disney soul they won an oscar it's trent Reznor and atticus ross and they are both from nine inch nails they are the trent Reznor was the lead singer and atticus was a producer they so nine inch nails they've worked on stuff before do you want to know how we found out they were going to be on this movie tony hawk accidentally slipped it into a podcast saying tony hawk slipped in he was like by the way i was talking to these guys and, and like he let it slip out that they were going to be scored so 
like it's like the coolest like it's like 2003 as hell you know? yeah there's another layer to that shoe like, because so seth... ninja turtles bro and there's another layer to that shoe because seth rogan around the same time i did an interview saying that he wants to take inspiration from the tony hawk pro skater soundtrack for yes, how he man. wants the movie music music to sound like and like yeah and with the soundtrack like like just the not the score but the soundtrack oh my gosh it you know you know Dirty old, can I, can I curse? Because yeah. like his name's, okay. Dirty RGB. old bastard, <laughs> you know, Shimmy, Sh I remember when uh, Shimmy Shimmy Yaw started playing, like I played a lot of Skate 3, so I knew that song right off the bat. You know, Annie Up, open the film, No Diggity from Dr. Dre. I mean, my buddy, he was just like, bro, I'm going to need you to send me the playlist if there is one. <laughs> I was like, yeah, I got you. You know, and okay. I thought that it held together. And I didn't know about the pro skater thing, but it makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. I was a little personally disappointed that there was not an original hip hop song because yeah. I mean, like if you guys know me and if my followers can attest to this, I do a series where I talk about all of the hip hop elements that have been threaded throughout Ninja Turtles history. And I literally call it TMNT's legacy of hip hop. It yeah. starts with Partners in Crime in 1990 and it has just been threaded beautifully through all of these different little nuanced versions and variants and it's just like honestly like there was an interview with the original 1987 voice cast where they literally talked about that they wanted to you know infuse you know that street slash hip-hop culture which we know what that's coded for mm -hmm. and it's just like that's why literally uh barry gordon the original voice of donatello his very first opening line was like watch it homeboy <laughs> and it's just like that type of it stuff like is just a really <laughs> watch it homeboy <laughs> yeah um i mean the, the soundtrack uh carson in our chat says the soundtrack was amazing can i kick it as the credit yes you can yeah yes you can <laughs> I, I i saw a little seth rogan also in seth in rogan some of the song choices the you yeah. know yeah. oh absolutely yeah. And if you guys go on Spotify, they actually put all of the songs, you know, that they did. And then they added some others like DMX, like a uh, party, like, well, you know, it's a, I forgot the name, uh, it's, it's a party song. It's like, y'all gonna make me lose my mind. Yeah, up, up in here. Yeah. 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 So that song's on there. But it, it, what I thought was funny was the official Paramount Pictures, like Spotify account, put all of the explicit songs. They they deliberately did that. I'm like, dude, that is the funniest thing. And that's, you know, it's like, oh, mommy, can we listen to it? It's like, okay. So, you know what I mean? We go. <laughs> but that's, it was like, but that's really kind of strange because they sat there and made Nicholas Cantu take off of his story when he freaking posted no hands by uh waka flaka <laughs> oh really i saw this yeah and i remember i saw this one discussion they were just like what it's the fact that a white actor used waka flaka it's the fact does leonardo use the n-word that was like and i and i made a joke i was just like leo doesn't raf on the other hand <laughs> you know because they live underground so you know they 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 don't know about like what's wrong and right to say sometimes right. <laughs> and I, I was just like I guarantee you Raph does. I don't think Leo does. Well, Raph's side, got the do-rag. I'm going to let it slide. Side, <laughs> side note, can we, I mean, people online have constantly, I mean, been the since the dawn of time, asking what race are the turtles? And in and of itself, we can say that like, okay, do turtles have that concept of like a human race? That being said, like what are they coded as right like what are so in the recent comics was it the power rangers one 
Power Rangers, yes. yeah, Power Rangers Ninja Turtles Volume Two. Power Rangers Ninja Turtles. Yeah. Uh, they had image inducers, and me yes. personally, I love that idea of how do they look when they, cr- if you were to create a persona for yourself, how does that work? Because I'm tired of when I don't know if you've seen like when fan art people or like fan artists will draw like yeah. these Disney animals when they draw them human. And it's like everybody is white as humans. Yeah. And it's like, yeah. like we're talking Lion King characters as all. It's just like white human Simba. Yeah. Just add, like, just like just out on the African Serengeti. And it's like, yeah, no, what? I told my friend for this movie especially. I told my friend I was just like they did everything but just say they were black. <laughs> and he was like, I agree. You know, uh, and I agree with Johnson though. Yeah. You, you are under the assumption. That he that they are Blasian, and I I fully agree with that. I love your video about Master Splinter, and you were like, "This version of Master Splinter does this," and then oh yeah, and I think that's that probably one. one of my favorite videos, man. And I sent that to my buddy, and he was just like, "Yep, it, it's yeah, bro, awesome. you do not put Master Splinter in that Jerry Curl 1989. Just let your soul glow, fro, and not expect me to make a video like that. I'm sorry." Now I say like it, like it was above me from the day the trailer came out. <laughs> I love I love Splinter in this, by the way. Yeah. Oh so yeah. I mean, I, I, like like I enjoy Splinter, but for me, like this is where I'm going to start getting more into my bigger critiques of the movie. Yeah. And, and it's just like this movie, it borrowed a lot from a lot of the previous Ninja Turtles movies that I wasn't expecting it to borrow from. And I'm not really the biggest fan of the erasure of Hamato Yoshi. I'm just okay. not. Because when you finally introduce the Foot Clan, it makes the stakes that it makes the stakes significantly less personal when Hamato Yoshi isn't there to provide the subtext of this is what the turtles are fighting for, the vengeance of his death. So Hamato Yoshi was the man who trained Splinter? He was his Hamato own Yoshi and Splinter, like, uh, sorry, didn't, sorry, go ahead. No, 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 no. I mean, here, I'll do one version, you do the other. Hamato Yoshi, there's a couple of ways that you can do it. In the original comic, Hamato Yoshi is a man who owns a pet rat. That pet rat would eventually become Splinter. But, I mean, Hamato Yoshi, he, you know, what he trained with Oroku Saki, and, you know, he is eventually murdered out of jealousy by Saki. And that's pretty much, you know, what starts the entire rivalry between the Hamato clan and the Foot clan. Okay. Yeah. And then there's the version where it's basically the same story. However, instead of him being a pet rat, Hamato Yoshi is sent to America and finds these turtles. And a rat was the last thing that he was near, thus turning him into a rat. And mm. uh, so, yeah. So, yeah. But for this one, they definitely, they it, he was a street mm-hmm. rat, you know? And I agree. I wish they could have, like, and I think maybe they they play into it in the actual, like, show, especially now that Shredder, and I think that's why they didn't bring that up because they didn't have to. Shredder wasn't the villain. I'm you know? I'm glad for that, by the way, because I I'm Same. also glad for a Batman movie that doesn't have the Joker. Like, I don't. Need oh yeah, absolutely. That you know. Yeah, but I mean, yeah. for me, per for me personally, I was still a little disappointed because I'm still waiting on an actual movie or actual just story in general that treats Baxter Stockman as a viable threat. I was like, I was ready to go for this and, you know, rock for Baxter Stockman, but regardless of how he looked or what he was going to do, and you got 
the star power of Giancarlo Esposito, Moff Gideon. Yes. And it's just like gone in the first five minutes of, like, dead, of though, the opening right? movie. He's not dead. He's dead. He's got arrested, and I think he will be working alongside Maya Rudolph, the Krang. Wait a no. minute. He's not dead. Like, he got blown up. Like, that tank went... No, dude, that tank went... Like, he was this. not breathing at, at, like, at I, the beginning of that movie. I doubt I doubt he's dead. Even if we were meant to think he's dead, he's coming back. That's, that is Giancarlo Esposito. Like, he, yeah, like and he, I don't he, think he he's going to team him. up with Utrum or Utrum. I don't think that he's going to... Because they were at odds. I think he's just going to be his own faction you know but how's he gonna escape then and i mean just like i mean they tease that superflies coming back at the end of the movie so okay, that kind yeah. of I, I feel like that would just kind of defeat yeah like i i interpret it as baxter stockman dies in that house fire i mean by like, okay. like, 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 like in the explosion yeah. but i mean like that's just kind of uh, but, but i mean a, yeah are the soldiers dead no right like only three of those so like there was like 10 people in that building only three of them come out <laughs> like that building got like, bro they molly watched that stupid. whole building <laughs> well you know maybe 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 baxter stockman lives on through superfly and ice cube is going to be uh heavily uh part of these next few films or or TV shows, whatever they go on with. Yeah. yeah. I mean, my go- the golden rule is if you don't see the body, they like they ain't gone. But I saw the body. <laughs> um, until they literally, you got to see the body like get ripped apart or something. Because otherwise, he yeah. can just come back. Yeah, I was no, like, or I was like, like, and also you can't use time travel, which Ninja Turtles has done before. So just <laughs> to say what's going to happen. Honestly, yeah. <laughs> And that's one thing that I liked about this movie as well. It was very grounded, you know. It didn't jump into like, you know, like even like the TMNT movie, what like was it 2008, 2009? Um even that one, you know, dealt with like the the stars are aligning thus opening a door to another dimension, you know. And yes, the the comics do get that weird sometimes. I will, you know, Shredder came back from hell recently. So it's uh, like, you know, you know uh but like I like the fact that they're opening up like with a like if I were to do a, like a live action universe thing like kind of like Michael Bay tried to do you know like I'd have like a like the way I'd introduce Bebop and Rocksteady would would be before they are mutated and Casey Jones would take them out and that's how the movie would end and then they would turn into Bebop and Rocksteady mm-hmm. and Casey Jones would t- you know it's just stuff like that little things like that I, I like the tight. fact that it's grounded yeah. I like Bebop and Rocksteady in this though I like the idea that like. They're maybe misunderstood at worst. Like, sure, they can be opponents, they can be antagonists, but like, they're also cousins. I like that family dynamic that was in this movie because there's the four turtles and there's a bunch of rejects, right? It's it's really going to suck watching Shredder more than likely seduce Bebop Rocksteady, probably Scumbug. And maybe Wingnut out of, you know, Pretty the family dynamic right. that they're kind of establishing. That's kind of my prediction of where the show is going to pick yeah, up. Because, I mean, it's just like, it's going to be, you know, way... About to say, it's like, it was about to say, like, all the mutants can't be good. It's just, uh, it was about to say, it's like, it was like or it's just like, if you're really going to go that route, and you're going to create just an entirely new lineup of, like, of original characters and, you know, just, like, the other guys are just going to kind of be there to maybe give guidance to the Turtles and, you know, kind of have these more slice-of-life tongue-in-cheek moments. That would be interesting to see. I would love yeah. to see stuff that we really have not seen before with Ninja Turtles, which is why I was... I applaud them for making the bold choice 
for not making any of the mutants humans in this movie. Yes. Because I feel like if they really want to go there, they can really, you know, start playing with, you know, this, you know, kind of theme of, you know, what does it, you know, actually take, you know, like be a human being, you know, kind of like, because like, can you like, will you treat the mutants like second class citizens? And that's why also like, you know, the like the elephants in the room of, you know, like Leonardo's, you know, romance with April O'Neil and, you know, kind of how they've always they like they've always kind of, you know, had one foot in one foot out in terms of those types of those, like um, ideas with, you know, doing relationships for the Ninja Turtles. I've always said it's just about how you choose to write the world. And it's just like if you create a world that's like almost like the world of BoJack Horseman meets the X-Men, I think it's kind of doable. <laughs> yeah. Um, Fully agree. I also could see Bebop and Rocksteady getting hypnotized or something along those lines to then fight for Shredder. Yeah, that's probably... Yeah, I feel like Shredder's gonna blackmail him, knowing Shredder, especially with how evil they made him look at the end. Like, it wasn't like... This wasn't 87 Shredder, you know? Uh, it, it wasn't even 90 Shredder. No, this guy was like... He, he's not coming to play, you yeah. know? This dude is... And I feel like the, they will go the Yamato Yoshi route, and I feel like just be the only reason why they didn't was because he wasn't in this movie, and that's like a core part of. And honestly, it's a core part of Splinter. I don't know; they should have had it, but like, yeah, when I think Shredder they took comes out in, the they're gonna be like, like, "Who is this guy, Master Splinter?" Yeah. And they're gonna be like, yeah. "Sit down, boys, we got a story." I mean, tell. just like, can we talk about just the amount of stuff they borrowed from the Bayverse movies? Because I just <laughs> thought that that was the strangest thing. It's like, like what? Like, them learning ninjutsu from, you know, a book slash movies. Yeah, the okay. Turtles being lab experiments, which I know is arrived, derived from the IDW comic, but it was popularized in the 2014 movie because they were lab experiments that got mutated into Turtles. Mm. Then it was, then it's the whole, like I said, the erasure of Hamato Yoshi is the biggest thing for me personally that I just really, you know, like, is like, that's what is really provides the biggest disconnect for me. But I mean, like, in terms of how this story works, like, I can't not, I can't shave too many points against it, but it's just like, it's something that I'm going to continue, continue to sit there and ask for more of. <laughs> right. Um, I mean, I, I forget what I was going to say. <laughs> Sorry, I threw a lot of you out there, um, just like, yeah, no, it was like, in a very short Actually, there is time. something that I wanted to say earlier, but, uh, like, when you were talking about our favorite parts, I, I actually had a few other things that, like, Johnson didn't say, if, if you don't mind if I just slip those in please. now. Because there were so many beautifully shot, like, scenes, like, angle, especially the no diggity part where they're, like, going do 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 you know. And nothing will be more clean than when, you know, like everybody else kicked down a door and then it was just Raphael standing in front of a sliding door. That was so, so clean, man. I was like, this dude, yo. I, I, and then like, it, and let's be honest, I think, you know, 100% killed that guy and the, with the swords of the first one. Like, there's no way he survived that. Oh, but, Splinter, by Splinter, I was like, yo, like the body count in this movie, like, these turtles are not here to mess around. Master Splinter yeah. puts a freaking like cyber blade or like gun through a, a dude's head when he goes yeah, to rescue his son. But like watching like the the side swipe kind of of like you know kind of like like you know how they do hallway scenes sometimes from the side. Yeah, yeah. Like, so, yeah you know I love that. It was so beautifully shot. And then of course the score. We talked about the score and the, and all that. But like 
I loved the way that it was shot, you know, and yeah. like the visual parallels and stuff like that. Yeah. And we were talking about the story of family. Jeff Rowe, I talked about him. He was a writer for Gravity Falls. You know, he he almost won the Oscar for Best Animated Film for co-directing Mitchells versus Machines. Both of those are very very family oriented stories and that's why i was so excited when i heard that he got this film i was like yes yeah this is going to be a family story that's to say and i mean for me uh i say another thing that i really like when you were talking like you brought it up with uh, the fighting sequence when you brought up Raphael, it just made me think about that can we talk about Raphael's style of fighting and how he is going for wrestling moves before he's going for being an actual ninja he like and lifts the guy and dumps him? the fight but like he just straight up elbow drops freaking uh not to pay Tom, but uh like the like like the last guy that they interrogate. Yeah. And I'm absolutely loving all of those like little nuance in it. Cause if you actually look in the background, and I like I, I know uh Shuby's definitely gonna be like, oh, we're talking about background stuff. Well, let's talk about it. But it's just like in the scene where Splinter grounds the boys for like six months or whatever. On the back of the curtain, you can clearly see a wrestler. And I'm fairly certain, I talked to my cousin about it, and he's a much bigger wrestling fan than I am, so he didn't think it was him. But I have to say that that's a nod to Kevin Nash, who was the original body for Super Shredder and Secret of the Ooze. Okay. Oh, yeah. And, and you know, like two two of the, you know, actors that played up, uh, was it Rocksteady? Well, we're also wrestlers. So, yeah. in, and so wrestling is definitely, but that's a, that's another thing that I love. Like it's the little details. Like Raph is not going ninja first. He's going wrestling first. Why? Because he loves wrestling. Yeah, that's something like, that I, a teenager would do. You and know, he, and, like, and, and he wants to put you down and out. <laughs> and yeah. like, and like I said, it's that little smile that he has right when that door opens. He's just like, Oh, he's like, WWE. It's not a problem. That's what's going through his head right before he goes in, you know. Yeah. And, uh, now he's got the Mark Henry. Somebody finna get the ass kicked. <laughs> I wish I was a bigger wrestling fan because I would I I could laugh at that. <laughs> um, I think the Sorry. side, I think the the fight scene that was like sideways. Is it possible that it was a reference to the side scrollers? Oh, yes, absolutely. 100%. I would definitely go with that. I mean, and it's just like the entire the ending music fight sequence and how like all of that, that was straight ripped out of like out of the video game in terms of how it was interpolated yeah. when uh, Genghis frog is jumping and slingshotting the dude, like he's Spider-Man and freaking just all of that cool stuff. Like there was, there was so much love. Also the milking scene. There's yes. a, like, if you time it just right, you can see all four turtles being electrocuted at the same time. It shows their skeletons, and that's a reference to Turtles in Time, where yeah. they get shocked, and it's my toe, yeah. my toe. <laughs> I, I, I'm glad I'm not the only one. He's, but can we also talk about the way that everybody is styled? 1987, even Ultra, like April O'Neil's wearing the yellow jacket, like she does in this. Uh, they all have the letters on their on their uh, belts, like they do in the 1987 show. Ray Filet is blue, just like that. Like obviously they're changed, like to because this is his own thing. But even like Otram, uh, Otram has like the the rectangular sunglasses that uh, you know, you know that just the rectangular. Has. Also, she's wearing a yellow blazer and red gloves. Yeah. Yeah, no, and it's so many little things like that. And even Baxter Stockman looks like the <laughs> version of himself. Like, you know, I, Jonathan likes to say I look like him. Uh, I don't see it. But, 
But, uh, uh, that, that's just in the Power Rangers universe. <laughs> just right. that one. <laughs> but yeah, no, in the 1987 show, you know, he's like a nerdy, hunched over like guy, just like Baxter Stockman was in this movie. I love that. Like, it's obviously modernized, but it's definitely like you can see that they were watching the 87 show, especially involving characters like Ray Filet and Genghis Frog, which I thought was amazing. I yeah. say Wingnut, Leatherhead, all of those classic characters. Yeah, I and mean, like Leatherhead, that's... Rose Byrne as Leatherhead. I I remember hearing that for the first time. Like Rose Byrne. As okay, Leatherhead. no, no, no. This is the if she has one fan, it's me. If she has no fans, I'm dead. I I've love Rose Byrne. I've been a Rose Byrne. I've been a Rose Byrne fan since the Adjustment Bureau in 2009. Like Bro, that's how deep is Wars, she okay? in that. <laughs> Yeah, she's the she's the leading lady in Adjustment Bureau. No, Adjustment Bureau is that's, that's Rose Byrne and Matt Damon. No, and Anthony Mackie. It's uh no, it's uh it's it's um John I, I Emma speak. Blunt, isn't it Emma Blunt? I've never seen it. Can't speak. I'm pretty sure it's Rose Byrne, not Emily. Blunt. I know she was in Star Wars though. She played what a granted those two. Granted, those two look very alike. <laughs> I I remember. What's Australian? What's British, dude? It's Emily Blunt. Okay, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry, Johnson. You've been idolizing the wrong woman this whole time, bro. <laughs> uh, uh, shout out to MyCowMoose57 on Twitch uh, for hopping in the chat. First time chatter. Uh, definitely everybody like, comment, subscribe, and do your thing. Uh, asks, wait, wait, which turtle is on Dimitri's shirt? And it's Donnie. It's Donnie primarily, Don, I think. Just, got a, he's got him a lot in, uh, got him a lot of basketball playing to do. Did I do that right? Got yeah. him a lot of. Got him a lot. Of, got, him a, um, got him a lot of stuff. It's just because he's purple. Lakers colors are yellow and purple, so you know. Um, and, and also, slam dunk Don from the vintage toy line. Oh Heck yeah, slam dunk Donnie. You guys going for and deep cuts? That's another thing. I, 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 can we just talk about the toys from Playmates for this movie? I mean, how deep do you? Yeah. I mean, like how I I'm. I say like, like I like created, I'm sure I'm sure like, Dimitri wants to go to sleep toys. tonight, but sure, <laughs> right? Uh, like uh, like the they kind of recreated like a lot of the vintage toys that they did. That's another thing that ties back to the 1987 show. Uh, they kind of recreate like like astronaut Donatello, surfer dude Mikey. Uh, I mean, like I said, I'm not a big toy collector, but I did notice a lot yeah. of like similarities of these toys that compared to the 87 show. Do you know which one wasn't the original? I think it was Raph, right? No, it was Sheriff Leo. They did Sheriff a Sheriff Donnie figure, but that original wave, uh, they definitely could not do the Leonardo figure that originally came in that one. You can go to the TMNT toy archive if you want to see what that one looked okay, like. I was but like, say, yeah, I was like, are you gonna tell us or? Can but you like, yeah, I mean, it, Spock Donnie was an original one. Space Cadet Raph, Beach Bum Mike, but yeah, it just. The you, toys like, were wild all that stuff. back in the day. Playmates was on, yeah, and they recreated a lot of it to the style of this movie. And I thought that was, and I'm not even a toy collector, and I thought that was cool. Yeah, I am. Um, I have a uh, something that because I one of you guys did did a video on it. The baby turtles. I love the baby turtles in this movie. Turtle tots, let's get it. The turtle tots. We love them. We love them. I think it was Johnson's video that I that I had seen talking about turtle tots. That like, these are my favorite turtle tots. Maybe it's just me. I love the turtle tots in this movie. Do you guys have a favorite turtle tots? I'm not probably the 2003 series ones, just oh. because. 
You know, like it's literally just the original uh, cast voice actors trying their best to get their voices up, and it's the funniest thing. Wayne Grayson, Michael Center, Nicholas, all those guys love him. Rob Paulson, and I love the what? What did they say? Like tiny turf. <laughs> oh, I see them. Yeah, I'm looking them up right now. Oh, I, what, I, I say, thought you said and like, they all turf. they all sported do rags. Uh, like like in that is like when when they were babies in that one. So the and, fact that's. Uh, yeah, I thought when you said tiny, like favorite time, I thought you meant like from this version specifically. Because let's be honest, little little Donnie was so adorable with his big old glasses on no, his tiny I'm, face. No, I'm I'm sorry that chunk. I say like yeah, like that like that little chungus menace that is Raphael, <laughs> little fat boy, <laughs> that little oh, big boy right there. Thick. <laughs> I love so, it. I love it all. Yeah, no, like he was like, you know, like he was definitely, he didn't skip meals. He was adorable. And about to like, say like, about to say like, about to say like me over here out of breath trying to pick him up. Don't speak to me or my son ever again. Get over here. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, they were so, but like, like, I love like the big old glasses. Because like, Donnie's wearing the same glasses as a teenager as a full grown turtle. You know, so yeah, and he's like wearing them as a baby. It was so cute. I say, I also love how they just like Donnie literally just picks a pair of glasses up out of the sewer, and that's the end of it. So for all yeah. the fans out there that are literally just like, where does Donatello even go to get glad? That's where. Now let it go. He found the right prescription for himself, and that's okay. Called a coincidence, people. Those Donatello happen. finding the right the right prescription on his own is probably a smaller statistical anomaly than there being four turtles that <laughs> learn ninjutsu. I'm just saying. I'm just throwing yeah, that out. And a father there. who is ethnically Japanese. That was one thing that we were talking about uh, when I when I when I showed my friends the original 1990 because my friend told me she had never seen Ninja Turtles and she was surprised that Splinter was a rat. We were watching the Batman versus Turtles movie. She was like, "Her dad's a rat," and I was like, "You've never seen Ninja." Turtles? It was like, I was like, we're fixing this. We are fi and she we were watching it and like and she was just like, if I saw a rat talking to me, I'd run away. I was like, if I saw a rat talking to me, I would have he would have my full attention. And then my friend goes, especially if, if he was ethnically Japanese and he could say tell just me like one story. If there was a about to say like if there was a rat talking to me, I was just I was just like oh, like okay we've we've waited our entire moment for was our entire lives for this. We cannot mess this up. I do not care how scary the rat man looks. <laughs> we are about if to be best me, friends. <laughs> if he's about if a rat came up to me and said, "I'm about to tell you my life story," you got my full attention. All right, like a giant rat's about to tell me his life. I don't. I'm here. I, I mean, look, I'm going to be honest. I'm not going to say that I'm going to attack the rat that didn't do me any harm. I'm not going to attack him. But also, <laughs> you don't know if a rat monster is going to eat you. Plus, it's New York. They're pretty much that big anyway. I mean, hey, what did 2012 Splinter say? Just like, you should never cause any harm unless your intention is to do harm. Then cause lots of harm. <laughs> <laughs> That's the way of the ninja. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't know whether I would stop to to talk to splinter or not oh i i might be like hey let me back up and we can have a conversation at like a good distance that's a full arm extension just so that way you just can't snap and bite my nose off so. yes exactly right. i'm like okay we, okay stay now Next we can talk it comes out with that tail and brings you closer anyway <laughs> i'm uh I'm like I'm no, not letting and, my guard. I, I would become the rat mm -hmm. king at that point. <laughs> Can I ask you, you guys me? Yeah, what's up? If you were a mutant, who would you want to be? Like what animal? 
Oh yeah, just like if you could just like on the fly. We don't have to answer it right now. We can kind of just kind of come back to it if you think about it. But like, yeah, I really would like to know your guys' answers on that. Ooh, uh, a kangaroo. That'd be cool. A kangaroo would be cool, but like, I want to fly. Oh yeah, yeah. No, so, but I would not want to be a bat. I wouldn't want to be an insect. So probably yeah, like I'll... a bird, like a bird. You know. Nice. Yeah. Actually, you know, I would probably turn myself into like a, a little monkey. That'd be cute. I'd be a cute little monkey. But the problem with monkeys, Relax, beast boy. <laughs> problem with monkeys <laughs> yeah, is that like. What are you talking like... about, bro? Yeah, <laughs> I knew he was good. <laughs> you got this, bro. They're too close <laughs> to humans, though. That's the problem. Like, yeah, but do you get much by being a mutant monkey? Yeah, you get to climb things. You get a <laughs> tail. I'm still doing the points. <laughs> Sergeant Bananas. I mean, but uh, you could like open like... things with your feet. But <laughs> like, I, I I would star in my own production of Tarzan. Okay. All right. Yeah. That's yeah. It, I mean, but I'd be a little monkey. Yeah, mm-hmm. like, I'd be like a normal size. I, a I kangaroo would, want, would be my second choice, yeah. I'd be like a, a falcon or something. Like, I'd be like Falco in Star Fox. Nice. Yeah, I, I, I can respect. You'll yeah. be Falco, I'll be Wolf. <laughs> okay. Would you be a wolf? Eh, I, would I, like to, I, I, would, I would like to be something, you know, that would just, you know, something that would obviously, you know, just naturally enhance my all, most of my natural physical abilities. Like, yeah. sometimes it's hard to catch up and outrun a dog. Sometimes... It's hard to, you know, oh, out jump, out jump a kangaroo. A yeah. Can I change my answer to a dog? <laughs> because then sure. I could just cuddle up with anybody. Yeah. You know? By like, the way, oh, we can't switch back and forth here. in this hypothetical, right? Cuddle up with you. <laughs> We're forever <laughs> living our life as that animal, right? Oh, well, if that's the case, then I'm going to pick a rabbit so I can fight with my ears. Okay. Because, because like, mm-hmm. yeah, my understanding is that we are, we are permanently changed into some mutant animal. Mm-hmm. human hybrid right but then nice. now that like i'm thinking about it i don't want a beak for the rest of my life you can't ki- you can't kiss you can't like can you can you eat stuff maybe but mm-hmm. like you can but like is it the same mm-hmm. kind of mm-hmm. i don't know i'll say yeah i'll go with a rabbit so that way my choice so that way the work that i have to do to become a vegetarian is that much easier yeah. <laughs> no I, yeah yeah that's a good answer Okay. I'll go with kangaroo. Kangaroo Jack, more specifically. That's who I would be. Dude, kangaroos are jacked. Have you seen that? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, but I'd be stealing money from, uh, from, uh, what's his name? From Blackish. What's his name? Ah, man. Anthony Anderson. 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 Put the jacket on the body and on the kangaroo and then he hopped away. I'm a kangaroo. I am a pocket. Dude, I can't believe that movie has two stars. I remember it being so good. Yeah, anyway, Jack. Um, yeah, dude. So, as we as we we're, we're starting to, to wind things down, um, do we have any more criticisms about this about this movie? Because one of my crit- criticisms is just like the fact I don't like I don't like mm-hmm. asymmetry in general. So when it came to the human designs, I was like, uh. The human designs weren't it for me, but if I'm if yeah. I'm borrowing kind of what we had talked about, that it was mm-hmm. on purpose to make the humans be the weird looking ones, while the yeah, animal so characters would... are like cooler because they're trying to fit in. That's like their whole thing, right? Mm-hmm. And so the idea that like the there's nothing wrong with the Ninja Turtles; they're not the weird looking ones. They yeah. need to you know like you need to accept that the Ninja Turtles are perfectly normal. The humans and are the weird looking ones. 
Yeah, and then at the end, there I like the fact that they also came out to the public. A lot of people hate it. They're like, the Ninja Turtles don't come out to the public. I was like, you clearly never read a Ninja Turtle comic. Also, book. it's a different adaptation. You're out here in a Like, yeah. you know, they're in a microbus. You know, there's a whole town called Mutant Town in the, in the IDW run. Yeah. <laughs> like, no, no, they're very well known. Also, it's a new adaptation. It's okay them, for things to be different. Yeah, let them cook. That's definitely, like, I was talking about this on Twitter earlier today, actually. We can't really expect to have success with Ninja Turtles if we're just readapting City at War every, once every 10 years. Yeah, and I mean, for me, I think story. like the, yeah, I mean, but it's like, I think that the last really big criticism I have was just in terms of, I mean, like for me personally, I mean, we were talking about, you know, the actors earlier. I wasn't the biggest fan specifically of Raphael's characterization, at least with the jokes that he had. It kind of felt like Brady Noon just watched a bunch of Family Guy and then was just doing his best Seth MacFarlane impression for me personally. How so? Like there's there's like this yeah, one yeah. scene. I mean, like the puke girl scene when they're in the high school with April. He's like, hmm, hmm, you don't want to be a puke girl anymore. You don't like that. That's straight up. What you don't want to turn on the catwalk, Lois? Huh? Huh? You don't want to turn on the catwalk? That's what I kind of picked okay. that up as. And then yeah, for me, another it. one was a uh, the whoa, 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 whoa. Lois, this is not my Batman glass. I was waiting for him to say that. That's mm. straight from Family Guy. <laughs> Wait, did he yeah, say I... that in this movie? No, he goes, whoa, 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 whoa. So you're in? Like, that's yeah. the whole thing. And I mean, it's just like, it just really felt like in terms of, you, and obviously the comedy, that, the, the comedy that teenage boys like is going to be akin to Family Guy, The Simpsons, stuff like that. Yep. Timeless stuff like that. So it's not a mark that I'm holding against him by any means. And I want to make that very clear. It's just like, for me, I just wish that the, with how much, you know, improv stuff, and obviously these are young guys. They're still very green in terms of where their careers have to go and blossom. But it's mm -hmm. just like, it just kind of, I just kind of wish that there was, you know, like a more unique yeah. style to the sense of comedy to this film, personally. Yeah. It felt and, like they were I'm all very... Everything felt so safe in this movie to me. <laughs> yeah, and I, I can agree with you on that one. Like, uh, I wouldn't say Brady Moon's, but like, there was a lot of improv, and yeah. they let them kind of riff with each other. Like, like the bacon egg and cheese, the bacon egg and cheese. Like, I feel in my soul that was like I feel like bacon egg and cheese. Like, I got my puff in my Tim's, you know, and all that. I feel like that was definitely in the script. But then they just started going. And go like, and then the with the, I, bat, with the and I love the scene so much, and I love it. Don't don't get me wrong, I love that scene. I, yeah. I repeat it all the time. I'll I'll be in the supermarket. I'll be like, pick it and cheese. Look at that pick it and cheese. You know, but like, but I will like, pay so much them money. riffing off of each other was something that I was fully expecting, especially because they're actually teenagers, and that's stupid stuff that they do. I will pay so much money for somebody to just leak the cell phone footage of those boys in that booth with Jeff Rowe, Andrew Joustra, yeah. and Seth Rogen. Somebody recorded them doing the bacon, egg, and cheese bit. You can't Paramount. You know, I know you're looking at this podcast. Somebody has that footage. Release it. I'm begging you. <laughs> Release the bacon, egg, and cheese bit. <laughs> exactly. Release Release the bacon, the bacon, egg, and cheese footage. I'm begging you. Right. All you can hear is uh, it, actually we they do have it, but all you can hear is Seth Rogen <laughs> in the back. <laughs> that would be yeah. That that that, that that's probably true. Bacon and cheese. <laughs> so, what are you guys? Um, what are you guys looking forward to that's coming out on the horizon? 
when it comes to Ninja Turtles, whether like it's the show or whatnot. I don't know what else has been talked about, like that's set to come out. Uh, Johnson, you want to go first? All right, I will. Uh, Well, I mean, next year is the 40th anniversary of Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles in general. And so obviously I'm expecting, you know, a lot of stuff that's we're seeing a lot of stuff already on the horizon. Playmates has reissued multiple toys from the original vintage toy line. They also started reissuing toys from the 2003 toy line. Here's my reissue Donnie right here. And so, I mean, so that's stuff that I'm really excited about. Obviously, I'm excited for the show. I've already kind of started throwing out my predictions and theories about stuff. Because if you guys remember the first lieutenant of Cynthia Utram, I'm about to say just like, and like, and if we're saving, I was about to say like this video, right? I'm calling my shot. I think that that is Dirk Savage from the original 87 cartoon. Dirk Savage, Mutant Hunter. Go back and look it up if, like, if yes. you guys look, look, like are that familiar. If you, so, if so you cool. know, you know. Okay. And uh, but I mean, just like I would really love to get some type of any word on that other Casey Jost, uh, Colin Jost live action project. If it's going to see the light of day, or if it's just like we're moving on with Mutant Mayhem. The comics are thriving. I would really love to see other past iterations of the Turtles come back to life in comic form. Mm. And just like, like we could seriously have a Spider Verse level event if IDW really wanted to do it. I feel like, and it's just like that would probably be the best way for us to really get Turtles Forever too, quote unquote. It was just like, just like let it live on in the comics for me personally. But right. like I said, like, like the merchandising, the fan engagement, all of the events, like this is going to be probably the biggest pop since turtle mania the original run back in the 90s that you know you lived through dimitri but i mean yeah i'll say it now this is the best era to be a ninja turtles fan and i'm standing i'm standing on that because there's also not only is there a lot of stuff out right now there's a lot of stuff to come right exactly 100 yeah and i am picking backing off of, a, of what johnson said you know i also want to see what comes out of this uh colin jost and uh, K- his brother's name is casey yeah uh, i love it calling cc c ccj tmnt that, that's a lot anyway i would love to see more of that uh, obviously the last ronin game is looking super phenomenal i finally got a ps5 Facts. so yeah you know i would love to see that i can't wait to see that you know the trade i want i can't wait for another trailer that's what i'm because they 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 did so good with this like opening trailer that they did you know homaging all of the actual points in the movie i did a whole video breaking that down um you know and i would also can't wait to see what idw has planned uh to do like like johnson's right what they could do like a like a you know spider-verse level that i hopefully they i don't want them to go multiverse with this like personally i feel like ninja turtles just needs to be separate stories and maybe not yeah because everything's getting connected these days you know marvel's doing it these ninja turtles did it first in 2009 but that's none of my business yeah well and, and in, they don't in, have to do it again they it, don't have to do it again but, in you know, turtles forever but they weren't the first for multiverse in general yeah first for a feature-length film <laughs> superhero movie yeah, yeah. Kind of. Okay. But yeah, you know, but like comic wise, I mean, like they don't need yeah. to do like Spider Geddon or Spider Verse or anything. But like there's so many, so many different things that I am excited for. Obviously, this new series that's coming out. Um, I hope to God they introduce the Rat King in this like like 
I have made it very clear to my friends. I don't know if I've done because it's kind of a hot take. I am not a fan of the Shredder being like the main villain because there's so many great villains and the Rat yeah. King is one of my personal favorites. And that's why I loved the Armageddon game that recently came out in the IDW run. Uh, I, I loved it a little more than Last Ronin, if you ask me. And I know that's a hot ass take. Anyway, but, you know, Rat King is such a cool character. And I would love to see that introduced a little bit after this Shredder arc that they have coming up. Also, if I got to just add one more thing, give me all of the crossovers. If I can get freaking a Ninja Turtles Ben 10 crossover, if I could get the oh, Samurai yeah, Jack crossover, yeah, like, we like, 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 literally just like, I want to see the Ninja, Tur the Ninja Turtles. I really feel like they should be kind of like the prime minister of Nickelodeon, if that makes sense. Like SpongeBob the keeps the lights funny. on. Don't get me wrong, but the Ninja Turtles are the perfect bridge between all of the other popular characters in the entire Nickelodeon lineup. And yeah. they can just have their personalities bounce off of literally anybody from Nickelodeon's catalog. So I would really love to see them open the vaults on that because we're 10 years now into the Nickelodeon era, which is mind boggling to think about. But if there's one thing that we have definitive proof of, they're not afraid to take risks with this IP. And so I definitely really respect them for that. And I really can't wait to see what the future holds. Yeah. Especially they gotta get Johnson right in that Kung Fu Panda next turtle crossover that you <laughs> pitched, dude. I think of all the pitches that you gave, that one is definitely the best. That would be uh, good. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but I, I would love, you know, obviously just do the main one that everybody wants. Daredevil. Just do it already, damn it. <laughs> we'll be able to do that in Fortnite notes. in ten days. Don't worry. <laughs> oh, you fight the hand? Well, we fight the foot. Oh, your your master's name is Stick? Well, ours is Sure. Uh, yeah. think? You Kingpin, he runs all the crime in New York. Oh, our guy's name is Shredder. Yeah. Uh Carson in our chat says, I need another Batman Ninja Turtles movie with this art style and a silly voice actor to play Batman like Will Arnett. I actually did uh when the movie first came out, I I I tweeted the director and he was <laughs> and he was like, Yeah, I would love to do a second movie. So I, I mean the they would be down. They have that stinger at the end. And I mean, just like, even if they want to, you know, just go off and do their own thing, I would definitely love to see those guys all come back. Cause I mean, like, Eric Bowza killed it as Leonardo. Uh, Baron I Vaughn, I believe that. his name is, was, was the voice of Donatello. Like, yeah. yeah, like that guy was one of the most underrated, ver like, that entire cast is probably one of the most underrated iterations of Ninja Turtles in general. Yeah. Yeah. Kyle Mooney as Michelangelo was such a great one. Oh, yeah. I, uh, the, some, the sum of their parts, I say it's a top five nin Ninja Turtles movie. Okay. I uh, I would love to see an animated Power Rangers Ninja Turtles movie. I didn't Retweet. That. Yes. Retweet. Like, that would be super cool. Um, also... But don't bring back the original cast. Don't bring back the original Mighty Morphin cast. You know, obviously, like, there are obvious some characters that can't. I feel like you should get some actors who, who can kind of bring life. It's like a newer version of the Power Rangers. Yeah. If you were oh! When, I mean crazy would be if you get the uh the the live action movie that like didn't get a sequel oh you get shit. those power rangers oh no 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 yes. he's cooking right now okay we got to cut yes. the camera off we was we got to get I'm a sorry. google doc said, open I right now yes, i'm just saying that'd be cool yes yes yeah. rj kyler come back oh dude that all right that's <laughs> a wrap everybody we got some work to do <laughs> if they're not they're not doing anything with that power rangers you know might as well continue. Jasmine, you get your ass in here and start filming for kimberly again <laughs> <laughs>
Uh, also, I would love, I would love like, and I know it goes against kind of what we said earlier, but I, I think it would be cool to show um, if we got four different comic series on each of the Ninja Turtles, give them all a solo series, not to show how cool they are alone, but to show how different they would be just doing their own sort of yeah, adventures I, with different yeah, supporting you know, cast. Yeah, and I mean, like, and even with Mikey having the last Ronin, like, even, right. you know, I don't, him... But I'm not talking about one where they're yeah, all I know, dead. I, I know what you mean. I know what you, you mean. Know. Mm -hmm. uh, but yeah, no, like they kind of did that with Raph at the beginning, you know, that's how we met Casey Jones, you know, and I, I it's, it's, got, it's gone down and as one of the highest rated, you know, comic books when it comes to like characters. Mm -hmm. I feel like it would definitely be a, that that would definitely be a, a big risk. I think the reward of it would definitely help people finally get a better understanding of the independent characterizations, you know, for some of those more misunderstood characters is about, i mean i mean just like or or you know just like giving them some depth outside of what everybody associates with them yeah. so like yeah 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 oh, yeah and i i know we're getting ready to close out but there's yeah. one more thing i do want for this universe if if they want to introduce jenica now is the time to do it to to media i mean yeah you know if they like when we introduce uh, casey introduce jenica at the same time before mm -hmm. she's mutated i feel like that would be the perfect and especially in this like little new universe that we got going on on the paramount plus this would be the perfect i want jenica in a movie because every time i talk about her people go who's that she'd been around for a minute now like she needs in the to, comics she, though it's just yeah, the but comics. She needs, yeah and that's why she, she needs to be in the media because people need I to mean, know about her because she's awesome She's got to get some time to marinate. And I mean, I, granted, I'm saying that as somebody who's not fully caught up on the IDW run yet. I haven't even been introduced to Jenica yet. But oh, I mean, dude, I'm, you're going to love her. I'm, I mean, I'm, I'm fully I'm fully excited about, you know, the expectation, like from what I've seen. I mean, I've read stories with Jenica in them because she's in the Street Fighter crossover by Paul Ayor. Shout outs to them. Oh, Fantastic okay. so book. Please go. Yeah, pl please go read that. That's probably my favorite Ninja Turtle story of the year. Uh, well, I say like if I can uh, just like shout them out, they're a fantastic artist as like an author, and uh, but yeah, just there's, I mean, I I just say just like just like, just, just let it marinate a little bit, but yeah. as like Jenica is like is gonna get her day. like slowly introduce her, don't just like throw her in like out of nowhere, like obviously introduce her, right? Build like, up to her, like build I, up. Yeah, yeah, but like. She, like, even on, like, the, it, she's only part of the IDW run, and obviously that Street Fighter run that <laughs> they were talking about, it, but, like, she was introduced in the IDW series, and at this point in the IDW run, she's accepted as their sister, you know, yeah. she is, she is their sister, you know, yeah. kind of like Venus was in that show, and now they're bringing Venus back, and, and I love what, they kind of went with the Frankenstein route. For those who aren't reading it, she, yeah. they kind of went the instead of her being like in the show, like she was for like Splinter found the four turtles and just forgot her because <laughs> that's what happened in the show. But mm -hmm. in this one, uh, she's kind of going like the Frankenstein route and brought to life by like a dragon scale inside. It's mm -hmm. super dope. I love okay, it. all right. Um, as we as we close the episode, I want to thank you guys so much for taking time out of your out of your night uh, to be here with me um to be talking about this you two are great content creators you're obviously big ninja turtle fans and the fact is like it's been a couple months but like you know we finally got to have this mutant mayhem talk and talk things through um yeah um 
so nice to get it off my chest. Yeah, yeah, it's really, it's, it's really good. This was one of the movies that I just really wanted to talk about, and I'm like, we can't go over to 2024 and not talk about this movie, co- you know, coming out this year, um, or yeah. that came out this year. Um, before we get going, though, um, as I thank you guys so much, um, Johnson, where can we find you online? What do you got coming up? Anything you want to plug? Uh, you can find me at all of my social media at Johnson is lovely. I also have a second uh, secondary Instagram called Johnson collects. That's where my post my entire action figure collection. It's basically a digital archive. There's Ninja Turtles, there's Power Rangers, DC stuff, some other stuff. I mean, and this is pretty much just like another creative outlet for myself to just kind of really kind of like recreate some of my favorite moments. And, you know, just like give some, about to say just like just kind of you know like go back to that place of just like was like well wouldn't this be cool like if I said like if this happened this way and I mean I've got like a bunch of stuff really was like uh was like lined up in the tuck because like I said next year marks the 40th anniversary for Ninja Turtles so I'm just about to say like I'm like I'm really trying to you know go for my MVP era here at, and go for that top spot as the number one Ninja Turtles fan. Yeah. Obviously I've got a great tandem of people here like you Dimitri like you Shuby you know like and, you know, like so many of our other amazing mutuals on TikTok, Taurusar, uh, Sweet Alexa, I love all you guys out there. You guys definitely help keep the uh, fandom alive and well. And I mean, there's so many other people, uh, but like, so I'm sorry that I can't name everybody, but I mean, just, I really want to pull something together, you know, really do something big for all the fans and for all of the creators, the Turtle Talkers and digital creatives like us. I know that we all kind of dip our toes in other stuff too. But it's just like I got as I like I got some stuff brewing, so just be on the lookout for that. Subscribe to the YouTube channel. We're almost at a thousand subs. I'm almost at forty thousand on TikTok, and yeah, that's that's all that I got. And Shuby, thank you for recommending me on this because uh, I was like, I know per your recommendation, that's why I'm here. So I'm really grateful. No, Dimitri, uh, he messaged me and he goes, "Hey, dude, uh, I'm thinking about doing something on Mutant Mayhem. Do you want to be on it?" I was like, "Yeah." But you kind of invite this guy too. He is the the because when I say you are the king of TMNT TikTok, I mean that with my whole soul and heart. Uh, <laughs> and but uh, you, if you guys want to find me, you can find me at Shuby Dubert on all platforms. It's S C H U B Y B O O B E R T. Uh, you guys can find me at Shuby Dubert. Uh, I'm also going to be bringing back my podcast. Uh, I haven't done it in a long time. But uh, it's because I've been in school and I'm graduating next semester, so I finally get to. Yeah, thank you. And um, I get, uh, I'll have more time on my hands to actually do it. So I can't wait to get back into doing that. We'll be doing weekly shows. Can't wait to do that. Um, re- we talked about the Nerd Initiative earlier. Somebody came into your chat. Uh, yeah. Nerd Initiative. That's the website I write for. And recently, I did an article about book bannings and how comics can help kids be better readers. I interviewed three teachers that teach with comic books. All who, all of which have been on Dimitri's show, so uh, they're all great Heck people. Yeah. Please go check that out. You know, and you know, Johnson kind of gave it all out there. You know, Turtle Talkers out there, everybody supporting me. You know, it, it's so cool, especially IDW for giving me the uh, the options to actually promote for them. Um, you know, I it's a dream come true for eight year old Shuby to actually be able to do that stuff. I wish I could go back in time and be like, it gets better. You know, so. Um, yeah go check it out my podcast is comic comedians i still have all those episodes up if you guys want to check that out all places you find podcasts and uh yeah follow me Shuby dubert and nerd initiative and go check out that new article because it's so good i i i feel it's my best 
that's good. And if you need and if you need any music to listen to, I've also got, you know, like two albums worth of material on my Spotify. So that's out there floating out there too. Is that like music that you created? Yeah, man. Uh, I would say like, I say like, like last minute Johnson lore. I used to, I mean, I, I am the rapper and the TMNT guy of TikTok. So it's kind of, you know, like, but I say like, I, I am a professional part-timer, so I'm out here. <laughs> let's That's be awesome. honest, the TMNT rapper is Tape Deck Terrorist, especially for his Mutant Mayhem run. <laughs> that guy, he, he did a cool fan song for Mutant Mayhem where he used Partners in Crime's beat from the original 1990 movie. I I, right. I, had, I, I was planning on giving him a shout-out through this entire podcast, but now I, I forgot to do that. Tape Deck Terrorist, guys. Uh, he, he made a... A song talking about you know mutant mayhem and use the partners in crime beat and both Johnson and I use that song to help promote this podcast. So, very yeah. nice. All right. Um, thank you guys so much for coming on. Uh, for anyone out there who is watching and or listening, if you're watching us live, you're watching us on Twitch.tv/slash The Keeg Show or even YouTube.com/slash The Keeg Show. If you're listening to us, you are listening to our podcast on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, SoundCloud, Spotify, and iHeartRadio. Now. If you're on social media, follow us at The Keeg Show on TikTok and Instagram. Those are our two biggest ones. We're also on like Facebook and threads and all that stuff. At The Keeg Show or slash The Keeg Show. You can find us anywhere you want to. Uh, we're also on patreon.com slash The Keeg Show if you want to give back to The Keeg in any way. Now, this show specifically is part of a series called The Keeg Talks, which obviously is uh, uh, closing up at the end of the year for this season. Um, but... Uh, our next Keeg Talks is the Keeg Talks Aquaman and the Lost Kingdom. Whether or not you're looking forward to that movie or not, definitely stay tuned for our live stream for that. It is Sunday, December 24th. Um, we do this show on the weekends, right? Uh, we're also going to be debuting a new monthly show starting in January. Um, so definitely stay tuned for that. I have not announced that yet, but um, uh, for anyone who knows me and what I like, um, you might be able to guess uh what the monthly show would be about uh but we got a lot of cool episodes coming out we got the best uh of 2023 as uh on december 30th and we have the best comics of 2023 also on december 30th um so there's a lot of like uh really cool things you know to look forward to we got the king talks every weekend we also got comic talk every thursday at 5 p.m pacific 8 p.m eastern where we talk about different comics that came out that week um we're not doing one for next or for this week but we'll be back again starting next week basically we just got a lot of shows stay tuned at the keeg show on tiktok and instagram if you want to keep updated with all the shows that we have through the keeg but that being said thank you johnson thank you shuby so much for coming on this taking time out uh you guys you guys are great ninja turtles fans um so i'm really happy that i had you on this episode uh thank you to wednesday pull out there thank you to uh uh x bomer thank you to carson thank you to my cow moose thank you to all all you people out there um for joining us in the chat once again i'm your host Dimitri pereira and this has been the key talks teenage mutant ninja turtles mutant mayhem see you guys next time bye-bye girl scouts